Kalimera, Kalispera, Kalinikta, no matter where in this wild and wacky, wonderful world you might be. Thank you for making the Highbury Squad part of your day. It is Wednesday women here and we are ready to rock and roll with some Arsenal women chat with one of the best. Here we go. Mind the gap between the train and the platform. Please stand clear of the discussion doors. The next stop is Highbury Squad. Everyone, thanks again for joining us here at Squad Central. Most of you will be listening on replay. Big game tonight between our Arsenal women and Bayern Munich. We'll keep you posted. Um, and we've got a great guest here to get us all excited about the Arsenal women's season as it comes to a crescendo. Uh, first, my guest co-host, as usual, for the Arsenal Women's Show, Mr. Demian Ariaga. Welcome back, sir. Thank How are you? you? I'm fantastic. I could not be better. I'm so pumped. I'm trying to... Contain yourself. Contain myself. And uh, <laughs> I'm actually glad I can't see either one of you right now on my feed because I would be crying and kissing the screen right now. We can see you. You're you're rocking the orange there and everything looks as cool as usual in the background. Welcome our special guest. I've been wanting to get this phenomenal broadcaster on the show and she is here. You've probably seen her wax lyrical about our Arsenal on Sky Sports, Talk Sport. You can see her on DAZN as well. Shaban Ahern, welcome to Squad Central. Central, we're christening you Thank today. You. Oh, I feel very blessed. And you guys might be the nicest people that I've ever joined on a podcast. You really are. You're such sweet, complimentary, lovely it. people and doing a fine job as well. So I'm very pleased to be with you tonight. Well, we are trying to do uh, our best and put our best foot forward. Our listeners are very kind folks. And our chief like officer here, Tammy Steeles, is always in the house to keep her eye on everyone. Welcome to you usual suspects in the chat. Let's get stuck in. Um, we are going to be on air for about half hour this evening so we can get everyone out to watch the rest of the game. Um, Shaban, I'm going to start off, mm. even when he's not here, he's here. So I'm going to play a video for you from Super Kevin Campbell. He's got a couple questions right. for you, and then we'll roll from that. Here we go, people. I'm nervous. Okay. Hi, Sophie. Hi, Shaban. Hi, squaddies. I hope you're well. Shaban, I have two, two-part question for you. One is, who was the biggest influence on your career? Obviously, getting into getting into um, the media side, very important. And if Arsenal win tonight, get through, what would that mean to women's football in England? Big game, maybe got a little bit um, the wrong rubber the green away in Germany, but to beat Bayern Munich and for them to go through What's your thoughts and what that would mean to the WSL, uh, WPL? Anyway, look after yourself. Lots of love. Take good care. Super Kev is out. Have a great show. Hey, squaddies. Sure, at the end there, he corrected himself <laughs> and he didn't really have to. Um, Shaban, <laughs> take it away, because our listeners don't really know you and maybe you could just give that to us in a wee soundbite. Um, right, How, who influenced me? You're going all the way back to, to Glasgow when I was a wee girl. There was a woman on the radio who still is on the radio called Susie Maguire. 
And um, mm. I used to just listen to her in the car when I was going come back from school. She was always on. And then I started working at the radio station that she was at and um, on, on like work experience. And I was a proper stalker. I weren't, I weren't leaving that place <laughs> when my week was up. And um, that was it. That was it. I was in there. They, they let me start to push the buttons on the radio desk. And, and then I started working doing Susie McGuire's travel and um, worked my way on air from there. Um, and, and that's how my kind of radio journey started. And um, I love radio. It's a wonderful medium where you can just, mm. any conversation can go anywhere. Any listener can change the whole show. Um, and you speak to wonderful people. And I've worked with amazing people. I mean, alongside Susie, so many people along the way who helped me on my journey and who, who influenced me. And I would say in terms of sports, uh, Gabby Logan is the absolute OG. Um, and mm -hmm. I could I could watch her all day. I could listen to her all day. Um, I went on holiday there at uh, New Year and my mum uh, brought me her book. And uh, I just I just love her. And recently I got to sit in a room uh, for a YouTube event and she was literally like a meter from me hosting this thing. And I was like, I can't sit with her up and try and hug you and be weird. But I, I held it together. <laughs> And um, yeah, so I would say Gabby, Gabby in terms of sports is absolutely outstanding. There's so many now that we can look up to, um, a women in sports. And I'm, I'm, I feel lucky to just be here talking about women's football because this is all I've known. Women's football is all I've known. You know, I went mm. to watch Paisley Saints under nines in Glasgow because my sister played there. And we were, whether you liked it or not, you were dragged out to to those games so i've been into women's football before i've been even watching a premier league game um and actually watching the way it's going now i wouldn't have changed it i think the journey is incredible they're still on this wave and it's lovely to see the way it's going i really 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 enjoy it that's amazing and i love i love this story i love the purity of it as well and this is why i enjoy listening to you this isn't just something you've picked up you know um I mean, I've loved the women's game. I've loved watching it. Um, I properly got stuck into covering it um, when mm. I moved here in 2020, not moved here, but in 2011 with the U.S. women's national team. Um, and even then, they were winning World Cups and Olympic gold, yeah. and there were probably like four of us standing on the touchline waiting to talk to Megan Rapinoe. And right now, you can't even get into a room, you know, with Megan Rapinoe. Yeah. So the fact that you've been there... If you, you know, from the very, very beginning and seeing that transition, yeah. it's insane, isn't it? I have this, the weather tonight, by the way, here is miserable. It's proper pouring outside, pitch black. It's just not pretty. And I have this memory of being at Boreham Wood 10 years ago, 11 years ago, and there must have been about eight people there and watching wow. the likes of Kim Little, you know, then my sister was in the academy. And I just look and go, now I go wow. to Boreham on a Sunday and it's packed, you know, and I, I still love that we were, we saw it then, you know, you really saw it then. And mm -hmm. and now, now Boreham Wood's got a fancy new entrance and you think, I saw the original, <laughs> you know, Boreham Wood. Um, so yeah, it's, it's amazing. I, I love the way the game's going and I, I love that I've seen it at its proper grassroots level. Um, you know, mucky pitches and the girls all hopping off a minibus uh, with their little plastic carrier bags. You know, you, that, that was when it was uh, really just everyone still playing for the love of it. You know, they weren't playing for money or careers because they didn't have that option then. Yeah. And now women in football have that option. So it's incredible. Amazing. And you get crazy people like Demian now who just fly to London <laughs> for two days to go yeah. to the cup final 
and That's you know brilliant. at the risk of win lose or draw and, right Demian yeah I mean. yeah absolutely and if, if I can interject please hmm. uh Siobhan I hmm. admire you so much uh your eloquence your sense of humor you're one of the best interviewers in the game and oh, thank I you. That's really kind. thank you it well I am so thankful for people like you because it's easy to to focus on Kim Little, Viviana Miedema, and so on and so forth that have helped grow the game. But I think, and I'm not saying this is in your case, but a lot of people that work in broadcasting, pundits, analysts, and so on, and so, journalists, uh, they might forget that they're a massive part of this. Like one of the reasons I love women's football is because of you and watching your videos mm -hmm. and having that oh, access and seeing nice. how you know the the, the personality of the players Shaban. you know what i mean <laughs> um sorry i've been getting shaban's checks for the past few months and i'm, I'm trying to memorize everything she's asking me to say uh but seriously i think i think it's very important for you to know i think it's very important for for the squaddies to 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 know that you are among the best to ever do it and you are part of the revolution that we've seen in the past, you know, three, four years that ha the game has grown exponentially. And if it weren't for people like you, Susie Rack, um, Faye Carruthers, obviously Sophie mm -hmm. Nicolau, one of the pioneers of the game here in, in America, you know, mm -hmm. people like me would not, it would be like ancient times where we could not find a single interview or a single article and all of you have not only the respect of a lot of people, but you have the credibility. And we all know how hard it is to be a woman in general. I mean, take it with a, from for what it's worth. But um, you are a male feminist, we, so. I, for sure. But I I know how hard this business can be, and the fact that you're doing it for the love of the game, since you were basically a child, going to these games with eight people. That is unbelievable. And the sacrifice you've done, the investment of time, energy, it never, ever goes unappreciated. And you're part of the reason why the game is growing. So, And I'm going to second that in the sense that we've got Thank listeners you. in. Uh, um, we've got uh, Gigi and Archangel and a whole bunch of listeners in Australia as well that are hoping that you're going to be going over there for the Women's World Cup and covering it because they're huge fans of oh, yours yeah. too. But I, I think it's important that, you know, on our show we've we started off just covering the men's team and you know we we then you know of course you know get get stuck into covering the women's team but you really are with those other women that Demian talked about pioneers for us in terms of how we then felt brave enough as well to like say okay you know what people do want to listen to this and people have an appetite for it and you see it now mm -hmm. When Arsenal was selling 20,000 tickets for a Champions League game or 40,000 plus for a North London derby. Absolutely. Guys, honestly, you're very, very, very kind and, and lovely in what you're saying there. And I enjoy doing it because I love it and have access to these unbelievable players. Um, and honestly, Damien, I think, would have a heart attack if you could see some of the players that we could, you know, I'm lucky to be around the bunch of people who want to help you because they know that you want to push women's football. Um, mm. And that's just, and that's, and that's lovely. And I, and I love it. You know, tonight I'm going to sit down and watch the second half of the game with my sister um, and we're going to vlog it, you know, just because we enjoy <laughs> that so many people enjoy it and enjoy mm -hmm. talking about women's football. But like you say, there's, there's an appetite now, you know, people want to talk about women's football. People want to 
seem to want to talk to me about women's football, which I absolutely love. You know, men mostly now will be like, oh, um, what about Arsenal the other day, you know, and, uh, you know, winning the County Cup against Chelsea and stuff like that. That's it. You know, we've nailed it. And, and I just love that we, we're having these conversations now. So it's yeah. great. I'm, I'm really happy. And thank you. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. This is our um, one of our OGs, uh, Greek commander, aka Theo, who is Theo, who's at the uh, game at the Emirates, cheering on the women right now. Breaking play for injury, so he's just checked in on the show to say hello. And uh, a couple of them in chat already complaining about the referee. So it looks like we've got oh much. Um, to, oh, oh no, really? No, please don't let this be oh. true. Come on. Okay, oh. let's. What are your expectations for tonight, Shaban? Um, um, and we'll, okay. Uh, answering Kevin's second question. Okay, I mean, she's walking off. She's not on a stretcher. There you go. She's walking off. She's not on a stretcher. We're good. Okay. Just so she's over to you. <laughs> um, yes. Um, tonight, I was too nervous to go because I don't think I have the nerve endings for being present at what can be even the best Arsenal side or the worst Arsenal side that seem to kind of frequent a week in a week out like it you know it's changing all the time there's a bit of inconsistency at the minute if tonight they can get a win i do think this could be the highlight of their season because the league is tight at the minute you know city are running teams ragged chelsea have dropped points but they still have that crucial game in hand manchester united are top of the league look and go okay arsenal have dropped points and we have to give them the injury grace of viviana mead and beth mead we have to do that but they've won the quantity cup you guys will know that the Conti Cup isn't the Holy Grail. If they can progress in the Champions League, I'll look and think, okay, this could be the highlight of their season if they can get a win tonight. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it feels like without those two and you lose any major plays from any team, to lose these mm -hmm. two at the same time is heartbreaking, not only for the squad personally, it's heartbreaking for them with it being a World Cup year as well but the fact that they went on to win a a, a trophy without them and having kind of mm. overcome those humps shaban like not being clinical in the finishing maybe a little poor in the final third um mm. maybe having lost a little confidence when they lost mead and Meadamar early but to go on and win a trophy um that's a huge achievement without those two no incredible achievement and they absolutely got the better of Chelsea that day and that's what I'm thinking if we can bring that game that performance mm -hmm. tonight you know to Bayern Munich I think that they have absolutely every chance of going through I've no doubt about it but also I just I wonder if they're pumped for it every single time you know it's like different nights different occasions Perhaps there'll be a nerves element involved um, in this one as well. Sorry, I think my screen's shaking a little bit. I don't know if that's just me. Um, but I just, I'm just not sure. It's For me, it is the final third. I have a, everyone has a mm -hmm. huge problem with it at the moment. And Stina Blackstenis has found a bit of form, and I'm really happy about that. Obviously, she'll be happy about that. But ahead of the Conti Cup final, I know through speaking to a lot of the players that they were really down and they needed that win more than anything. So all mm. of them went into that game with this pumped up attitude, right? We're going to do this. We're going to play our absolute best. And they got the better of Chelsea. Weeks before they'd been knocked out of the FA Cup by Chelsea in what was a totally different performance, you know? Yeah. So I don't know what I'm going to expect from them. That's that's what bothers me. I don't know what I'm expecting from Arsenal week in, week out. Um, last week, they were the better team against Bayern Munich, but they, again, they weren't clinical. So if you ain't going to get goals, you're not going to win the game. And that is the stress that, that we've got right now with Arsenal. Mm. 
Do you think that is down to, <laughs> it's not negative. I think it's realistic. Um, I, I ran into a little bit of that pickle when talking similarly about maybe Mikel Arteta in the sense that Kev always said it's the players. And I said, well, at some point, the manager also has to be culpable or accountable for results, performance, mood. When you talk about the players being down a little bit, is is that due to just knowing that they've let themselves down a little bit? Does that because you spend time with them, you talk to them a lot? What was your sense on that? Is the manager engaged enough to kind of like fix those problems? I think uh, Jonas Sidaval is clearly a, a manager who's very set in his ways. Um, I do think he's an incredibly interesting manager, an interesting person. I've interviewed him a few times and I, mm. I find him he's so I find him extremely intelligent, you know, that that I wonder sometimes is there a really high IQ and a, a lower EQ, perhaps, which is an interesting mm. way when you've to manage, you know, a squad of how many women? Um women or men, but you know, I can honestly put my hands up and say women might be a little bit different, you know, because we're there's different days where you're one day can be up and next day you can be down mm -hmm. that that week in particular leading up to the Conic Cup final it felt like that the squad just rallied you know they absolutely rallied they were all like we have to go and get this win I think they were on their knees in terms of where they dropped to in the table and um, of course there was the the lack of finishing um and in, in front of goal and also the they're down to their best players, you know? So yeah. I, I think they were looking and going, if we can get this win, we can then kickstart our season again. And they have done that. You know, they have been better than North London Derby. They were 10 out of 10. But, I mean, come on, everyone's taking points off of Spurs this season. So I'm not also looking at last week and going, I'm not looking at the weekend and thinking, oh, this is pre preparation for Wednesday because Bayern Munich are different gravy. You know, Jonas Edeval is a very, very good manager and he's done very well. Now that they've won a trophy, I think it, it's it's signs that they're doing really well. Um, mm. And it feels like it'll be a happier camp now that they've won that trophy for sure. Yeah. Uh, Demian, I know you had a question uh, in terms of the team right now and like, you know, kind of you've been concerned about certain plays not being picked or... Mm. Yeah, I mean, I... I'm a very much a, a feelings-based person, not so much stats and, and analysis. And, and both of you know the game more than I could ever dream of knowing. But I started sort of doubting a little bit of Jonas. Uh, I spoke about it on my podcast a few weeks ago when Katie McCabe was not starting. And I had mm. a really deep-rooted problem with that. <laughs> and I can't get over it. It's when, like, when Joe Montemura was not playing DVD, it just grounded, grinded my gears. Like, it just, it to me is when I start doubting, from my perspective, I'm nobody, the IQ of a manager, right? And I shouldn't, and it sounds really bad, and I don't actually mean it. But seeing Katie play more to me is logical. It's what works, and I think it's one of the reasons why we started doing better. Um, but like you, and I don't think you're being negative at all, is I have concerns with the front three as well. I'm not particularly impressed with Victoria Pilova, even though people are just going nuts about her magical performance, I guess, last Sunday against mm -hmm. Spurs. But yeah. I, she doesn't fill me with confidence either. So I echo everything that you're saying, and it's good to know that I'm not insane. I think what, what you're talking about there to do with Katie McCabe, you know, I'm glad you said it. I think with me having a relation to Katie, it can almost come across maybe sometimes bias or 
Sure. Like I'm, I'm naturally going to say that. Um, but I actually watched the Arsenal team with Katie, and I think then they bring in aggression. They bring the mm-hmm. little Rottweiler who who brings that. At. She's like the Aaron Cuthbert of Chelsea, you know. And sure. I think Arsenal need that team. I do think sometimes they can be too nice, you know. And you you cannot be doing that when you need to be getting points here. Then everywhere you can't be doing it. And I I prefer seeing Katie in the team for for obvious reasons. But in my opinion. When Katie has been dropped, it's been mental. Oh I can't mm. explain why it's happened. You know, I, I don't know why. Um, but listen, the manager's the manager. You know, we've seen it how many times. Oh, something's happened. Um, Frida, Frida Manum just scored. Frida just scored. Come on, the girl. Get oh, my in. goodness. <laughs> Come on, Frida. We'll keep talking, they'll keep scoring. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love that you agree. I love that you're on the same page with that. I mean, yeah, Demian was kind of going, he's a very calm guy, but yeah, there's just certain plays and sometimes Mm -hmm. you just question it. You know, uh, someone just said it in chat too, and I asked this question a couple of weeks ago. Do you think there's a similar pattern with the inconsistency, a little bit like Arteta's revolution or evolution, you know, Jonas is trying to evolve the Arsenal women, you know, I don't know if this is Arsenal women 2.0 or 3.0. You know, we had the wonderful Vic Akers on last month and, you know, the the legacy that he built and then kind of what carried on from after that. And now you've got, you know, a new another new chapter, a new era. Did you find it a little similar? He wins a cup, right? Um, but really he's going to be measured by the league especially. We do definitely want to keep rolling in Europe. There's some inconsistencies, some hits and misses in the transfer market. Do you feel like there's a little similar pattern? Similar in a way, but at the beginning, you know, when you think back to the Vic Akers time, Arsenal were the ones, you know, they were the mm-hmm. the originals and doing what they were doing and setting that example and, and winning. You know, they won the quadruple for the love of goodness sake, you know, that... It's a very, very different time. Now you look at teams all across the league investing, pumping in money, getting in the right players, getting in the right coaches, investing properly, pushing their clubs. That I actually look and go, I think the game is moving forward at mm. such a speed that you're going to just see other teams starting to catch up now. You know, I, I think there could be similarities in terms of what you're saying. And I guess we have to wait and see what happens that little bit longer. I just don't see, though, when you look at this league how Arsenal can close the gap you know because I look at who's above them who are not dropping points and and I feel that they've dropped points in those games that you just shouldn't that mm-hmm. you know I, I wonder but then look at Chelsea last week you, you just never know you just never know that was a crazy result and so, totally surprising um but is the Manchester United evolution purely down to their transfer window do you feel like they were on that trajectory um shaban are you surprised are they a little ahead of their where they should be what are we now is that year four year four now i think Mm -hmm. of manchester united that i look and go that's the squad they've got i actually think mark skinner albeit he's you know we can all have watch his press conferences and smile you know because he he says he's he reminds me of like a david brent typish character and i mean that with full respect (laughs) you know he's a philosophical kind of man um (laughs) and uh i I just look at the job he's done i'm like fair play to you you know the lightning says he's going to lose alessia russo but if he can win the league and get them in a champions league 
think of a the money that they're going to bring in and the players that they're also going to attract you know if if alessia russo goes to arsenal for example which we all think might but happen you know i, I think it's very very probable that that will happen um but i i, I just think united have been brilliant across the board you know they've and i suppose this transfer window you look at the players who hadn't been featuring, who have now gone out in this window, for example, Lucy Staniforth, who will be fighting to get that place in the England squad to go mm -hmm. to the World Cup. You know, it's such a strong squad and so many of them are at Manchester United. And I look and go, it's a very, very good squad, but United got them there. You know, they're they're looking after their players. They've got state-of-the-art kind of facilities going on. You've got a few Euros legends and Lioness heroes in there as well. I just look and go, I think the fact that they've been able to maintain all season and everyone step up every single game is is a testament to the club i just mm -hmm. think that they have been brilliant and okay some people saying it is a bit ahead of their time and a few people foresee them dropping points but the only team they've dropped points to is chelsea you know so I look and go well they're catching up you know that is the way the game's going all of these teams catching up aston villa i know there's a good gap between them and fourth but mm -hmm. villa are on this incredible run beat manchester city i've taken four points from this season and beat them in the cup to make it to the semis. But Chelsea can't yeah. beat them. You know, it's it's always evolving. The league's going one way. And yeah. that's what's incredible. It's not just the one horse race now, you know. I think there's so much more exciting. Um, I was talking to Paul Ross about this the other night. Um, and he even he was excited for even for people, you know, he loves the women's game and he, you know, doesn't watch it as much as you, but he's like so exciting that it is a four horse mm. race. And, you know, it mm. may seem like it is going to be tougher for us, but like you said, because of those results, those four teams yeah. are well in it. And I feel like we're seeing that a little bit at international level too. Um, mm. Having seen the US women's team dominate for years. Now look what we're seeing on the international landscape. And um, I did want to get a couple World Cup questions in before we let yeah, you go because yeah, I know you want to go off and watch the game. But um, please do. The, ev the evolution of – I was talking to Jill Ellis about this and one of the things that she and Emma Hayes had a bit of a tete-a-tete -tete about was, you know, Jill Ellis felt – sorry, Emma Hayes felt like the WSL was overtaking the NWSL you know, and that mm -hmm. the game in Europe was growing and, you know, and, and I think there's a lot of truth to the excitement of what the WSL brings in the game in Europe um, versus here, although it seems like this season here, it's cranked up a totally different level. Um, but going into the World Cup, the Lionesses and, of course, you know, our captain, what's your take on who's going to win the World Cup, this special player here, what she means to us, what would that mean for her career? Mm. I mean, to lift, you know, trophies with Arsenal, but then to be lifting trophies with your country as well puts her on a totally different plane. Yeah, I mean, I I remember when Leah Williamson was given the captaincy and, and that season at Arsenal, I'd been at pretty much every game and I remember thinking she'd had not a great season. You know, Arsenal hadn't, hadn't won anything that season. And I do think they weren't all that strong. 2-0, stop! Black Stenius. Stina scored. Yes, Stina. Oh, Stina. <laughs> I'm not watching, by the way. I'm not watching. I'm no, no, no. This is the perfect. This is why we wanted to do this. This is yeah. great because these little things happen and we've got Shaban here. And she literally just mentioned Stina and Stina yeah. scored. So I'm just thinking. <laughs> Shaban knows. Shaban knows. By the See, way, I, can, I, I, can I say that I've always heard, and this is going to sound so stupid, 
I always hear the Ricky Martin she bangs song every time you <laughs> pop up I on my feed. I bet that's not the first time she's heard that. I know, Absolutely. but I, you know, I have all Absolutely. these instruments around me. I have to be that guy and mention it. Sorry, keep going. Next time I come on, I need you to be able to do that theme tune for me then. And then that can like, that can instrument. I would be epic. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah, what was Leah. Oh, oh, Leah, um, I remember when she got the captaincy, me, me thinking, huh? Like, how? You know, I think then at that point, she hadn't played all that much international football for England. Um, Arsenal hadn't had a great season. Chelsea had won the league. Millie Bright had been playing more. And I was like, meh, she'd been Millie Bright. Um, anyway, Leah Williamson has done nothing but put every foot in the right place since she's been mm. given that armband. You know, every time she's kicked the ball, represented a country, represented Arsenal. You know, I've watched it closely and I have been eating my words. Everything I seem to say doesn't matter because then the play, like I just said, Stina, I'm worried about her in front of goal and now she's made it 2-0, you know. <laughs> um, I, you know, I did wonder if she was the, the right person. I don't know why, um, but, mm. oh, she's been she's been a pure poster girl is how I said it. And I remember getting a bit of criticism for saying that about Leah Williamson because I actually said she'd done a model shoot at this point in time for women's health or... Um, or GQ, something like that. And she looked, because she, yeah, she's gorgeous and she looked incredible. And I remember saying, even if you look at her, you know, young girls mm. want to be like her, you know, and then you see her being 10 out of 10 on the football pitch as well. How she speaks, I mean, she can be put in some tricky situations. She just answers everything so well. I think she's a brilliant captain. I think everything that she's been able to do, um, she's top of the class. You know, I think she's absolutely brilliant. I also look at that whole, that whole, Linus's squad and as an angry British Scots woman who is half Irish, <laughs> you know, it's pretty tough to take. However, a lot of anger there. <laughs> <laughs> however, the Lionesses winning the Euros was the best thing that could have happened to football here. Mm. The best thing that could have happened to uh, media broadcasters to take it again that more seriously, to want to have the appetite to show more of it and talk more about it. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, like, see the Lionesses actually look at them going to the World Cup and I think you have a very, very, very good chance of winning this. And, yeah. and I was at that game at Wembley against USA and USA, I think, had a very unfair goal ruled out and USA were mind-blown, mind-blown. But yeah. the Lionesses, tactically, Serena Vigman, she's a machine. The woman just doesn't give up. She's great. She's great. She's unbelievable, isn't she? I mean, just mm. insane. Yeah, they were very bitter about about that goal. The reason I put that picture up is because when you were talking about the lionesses mm. and and Leah and the plane that she's on, and to see them alongside Saka, they should be. Mm. I mean, Demian's got yeah. a bee in his bonnet about all of this, but they should be. <laughs> and to see that evolution, you know, Leah's book um, with Susie Rack, and you know these, and, and then Beth doing what she's been doing on her, and then the front covers and all of this stuff. They should. They won something the men couldn't and haven't done, and yeah. they and are taking and evolving the game, Shaban, to a totally different mm -hmm. level. They are, and do you know what I love as well? Some people have a problem with this. Um, you know the fact that they represent so many causes. You know, it's like, why can't it just be the football? And I'm like, why can't they make one person, 10 people feel better about a cause mm -hmm. that might be personal to them? I love that. And Beth Mead, who tragically lost her mum not long ago, you know, they wore the ovarian cancer pins on their training jackets recently um, ahead of a game. I just thought that's so important. It's such an important cause. You know, why can't they shout loudly and proudly and get behind any campaign that they want to get behind? You know, because they do their talking on the pitch as well. Their focus isn't on the badge that they're wearing that day. Their focus is on 
performing and also just doing the right thing, you know, positively impact and change in society. And they're doing it every single time. Honestly, I just mm-hmm. think that, that that squad, Millie Bright as well, I mentioned earlier, like I spoke to her recently in an interview and I remember thinking, wow, like this, this woman is proper powerhouse. Like the way she thinks, the way she's training her brain, the way she's not, she's not settled. She wants more. She wants to learn more. She's figuring out what's next after football. I just found her like a really positive, passionate person to speak to Mm. all the P's. Um, So yeah, the Lionesses going to the World Cup are brilliant, but listen, just saying for a friend, now Katie McCabe and Rusha Littlejohn, Rusha's my sister, so half Irish. (laughs) <laughs> come on Ireland come on, we have, you know, I cannot see that at this point in time <laughs> I think Demian we know who Demian's rooting for he's got his orange crush shirt on there I mean yeah oh, whatever okay. no, um, okay, go on jump in jump in Demian on the social Sorry. thing because for us it's we always have this conversation is why is it so much easier for yeah, women please. in the well, women's game to talk about this stuff than it is the men's go on Demian and then we've mm-hmm. got one more for Shaban and we'll let her go I think by definition, almost women, footballers, journalists, and so on and so forth, you're disruptors. You've already have made history. Just the fact that you do what you do in a sport that was barely covered, that has all this, you know, almost uh, toxic masculinity, misogyny intrinsically linked through, through the years you're already doing the impossible right making money out of this is already the impossible having a career you know um going through bullying and so on and so forth every stereotype you can imagine you're already built differently and you are all so much more empathetic Mm -hmm. than a lot of us and your emotional intelligence is usually through the roof so to be active with that empathy it's only a normal part of the arc of your lives, I would assume. Um, Mm. And for example, for me as a musician, it irks me that a lot of the people that I have played with that have a platform that could do much more, they are not doing it. And Mm. the reality is a lot of them are doing it behind the scenes, but I would like them to be more open or talk about politics and so on and so forth. And they, their stakes are higher for them for some reason. They believe that the stakes are higher. And I couldn't agree less with that because to have the ability to influence so many young people and empower so many young women and men in the LGBTQ community is such a commonsensical thing for me that Mm. um, instead of fixating on why men don't do it more, I just have to continue championing the women and express my 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 respect and my love and, 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 you know, that, that is among the reasons why I do what I do and try to help as, as much as I can, not because I, I only think it's what's needed, but it's what I want to be like Shaban. I want to be like you, Sophie. I want to be like Viviana Miedema. I love I Beth be like as you. a dear friend. Yeah, uh, thank you. Like you. I, I want to play, play percussion for Miley Cyrus. Yeah. I want to no, be but, like you. <laughs> but I, I say this, I say this to Beth, whenever I get a chance to to tell her and I love her as a friend and I know what she's gone through and I I admire them so much. I admire all of you, not only because of how good you are on the sport or behind a mic, but because you have this ability to naturally and wholeheartedly communicate what matters and that the, spread the love and spread all these things that are, are, are socially important and relevant. Mm-hmm. And that to me means more than any trophy 
or any you know recognition out on the street like that that means nothing to me compared yeah. to, to, yeah. to that whole thing you know well i like to win too go on shaban that is <laughs> I, I i think i like what you say and 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 it's so true because it's it's so easy for the women to it's not it's not easy they obviously they have to think it through but it's not hard for them to go this is how i feel and i'm going to express it you know mm -hmm. and and i think that's that's brilliant to see not everyone might be that way but i actually think when you look at women in football a lot of them are leading by example. They're speaking about their feelings. They're speaking about what's important. They're speaking about what matters. They're trying to make positive change. And it's it's better than any trophy. I agree with that as well. Don't get me wrong, I, I love winning, but like my sister, for example, who she plays at Aston Villa, has, has the most injury-ridden season and a couple of years of a long, long time. But she so talks, she, she speaks to people, she stands up for what she believes in. Apparently, I've heard from a lot of the Villa players that she's the best person to be around. You know, even when they are fighting fit and banging and goes for fun, Roosh is the one that can lift them up. And I do look and go, it's important that they have that talking mentality, that just that morale, that ethos, and build each other up. You know, it is, it's like a community, everyone builds each other up. And mm -hmm. you can hear nothing really but positive stories. You know, and, and that is the truth. That is the truth. And I think that's so important. And and I love that about women's football. I love that I get to debate with Simon Jordan. Everyone's allowed their own Simon Jordan opinion. And, oh and he's on talk sport. <laughs> I, do you know, do you know? But I actually Simon's at I'll maybe say this to him soon it's just to his face, but I feel it's his brand. You know, like he has sure. a certain group that agree with everything that he says. So the day that he starts to say, I, I watched the Quantic Cup final at Selhurst Park the other day and and actually genuinely comments on the football instead of they shouldn't be earning the same as men or they shouldn't be getting the same, you know, fund as men. Mm -hmm. I look and go, that, you know, we're here talking about it. We are broadcasting to say 3 million listeners at that point in time. If that's actually changing, if my opinion's changing the mentality of 15 people, I know I've done my job that day, you know, and Simon can shout about what he wants. You know, we, we agree to disagree on all of these subjects. But actually, we're, it's fine. You know, it's fine. We, he has his thoughts and I have my passion and my thoughts. And he always says after our debates, you've got so much passion, you know, so I can't take that away from you. You know, and I, and I look and go, if you've got passion for something, you can shout about it as loud as you want and you can be accepted. And if people don't agree with you, don't let it bother you. You know, don't let it change what you're doing. What people think that of you is none of your business, you know, so crack on. Yeah, that's brilliant. And I love that. And sometimes the best comes out of conversations with people you completely disagree with, you know, and, mm -hmm. uh, and it's mm -hmm. so important to keep having those debates and those conversations. Right, we're going to let everyone go out and uh, enjoy the second half here. Um, Shaban, do you promise to come back at the end of the season? Because we haven't even scratched the surface on our football conversation here. <laughs> You know, we can we can lock in, I think, dates moving forward because already I love you guys. I don't even feel like we're broadcasting at the minute. We're just sitting, we're just sitting, shooting the shit. Yeah, shooting <laughs> shit, having a, having a little bit of a tipple having at a the nice pub chat. and just like, yeah, nice chat. And that's how, and, and Arsenal are really 2 0 up. 2 0 yeah. up. And I'm glad that you said that. Everyone gets to make a closing statement before they leave. Oh, gosh. What do you want the squaddies gosh. to know about our Arsenal women? How do you see the season ending? Arsenal can get to Champions League football. They will finish top three in the league and they will progress to the semi-finals and they will beat Wolfsburg. Oh. If they get Wolfsburg. 
yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking at the end of this. Uh, I think they can go to a final. I do. I just think they might have the rub of the green in the Champions League. It might happen for them. This could be the highlight of their season. Oh, we love it. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that, Demian. How about you? I, like I love it. I love it. I predicted that we would beat uh, Bayern Munich. And I actually do have Wolfsburg as my Champions League winners this year. Um, <laughs> Okay. And but, last week you said to me on the show, you said, well, what if Chelsea lose this weekend? I said, don't be silly. I love how football <laughs> makes fools of all of us, especially me over the last 18 months. There's no Spe doubt no, about especially that. Especially me. Especially me. <laughs> We've <laughs> talked about that before. All right. Um, Shaban, let everyone know where they can find you other than I had your handle up here, but where can they see you, find you, look at your stuff? Will you do stuff for 90 minutes as well? Let everyone know. Yeah, uh, at 90 Min on YouTube. I am back on a Monday on the gas tank. And then, of course, at my YouTube as well would be lovely to get a wee subscribe. Uh, that'd be nice, at Shaban. There's only one, but the spelling's weird, S-H-E-B-A-H-N. Um, and, of course, talk sport. Sky Sports this weekend, actually, this Sunday. I'm building up nice. to the WSL game, so feel free to... I don't know, hammer me for my opinion or agree with me in my opinion. That'd be lovely. <laughs> oh, amazing. I've also just heard that YouTube has completely taken a crash. So some live streams um, might not be streaming. We still seem to be. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. yes. Um, anyway, yeah. Shaban's going to be back at the end of the season. We're going to have another chat and it's going to be epic. Definitely. In the meantime, let's go Gunners. Good luck to the lads as well uh, this weekend, of course. Uh, the show will be back uh, to talk about Leeds. Um, and until then, be careful. Enjoy yourself. Demian, love you. Thank you so much for coming back. Thanks, I love Demian. both Thank of you. you. Love both of you. And you're my and idols you. and my heroes. And I cannot <laughs> wait to talk again. I love it. I'll send you uh, that thank tenor, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to all the squaddies who've tuned in as well. For those who lost connection, don't worry. We'll make sure that you get to listen to the end on replay. Okay, everyone, take care. We'll see you tomorrow night. Until then, thank you, Shaban. You're a legend. Thanks, At ease, Thanks, everyone. Mind the gap between the train and the platform. Please stand clear of the discussion doors. The next stop is Highbury Squad. <laughs>